What is up, everybody? On this episode of the Boston Ski Party, we are joined live in studio by Jonah Williams, who is stopping by Boston to show his new film, Who is Sim, as part of the Level 1 Fall Film Tour. The film just dropped on YouTube for free, so you should definitely go check that out. Jonah's a pro skier out of Utah who started gaining recognition after winning Level 1 Super Unknown Contest back in 2015. From there, he hasn't stopped tacking onto what's become an impressive resume, to say the least. From segments in major films to edits that broke the internet to taking home Skier of the Year Award at the New Schoolers Awards in 2022, it's honestly safe to say Jonah's one of the dopest skiers in the game. So you should definitely listen to this podcast and then check out that new solo project in that order. Now, before we dive in, a couple people have asked us, what's the best way to support the show? The answer to that question is to head over to theskimonster.com and buy some shit. Winter's basically here. So if you need new skis, new boots, a new kit, maybe a new snowboard, whatever it is, we got it. Go buy it. Enjoy the show. Holler. It is what it is, man. 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 It's cheap, too. <laughs> Duskymaster.com <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, at least close enough where somebody else. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah. You, so you're, you're good. Almost still a little. Far. You're fine. <laughs> I'll just get closer and closer as it goes on. Yeah. <laughs> At the end, you're like sitting on his lap. <laughs> hey, bro. Uh, we're, very, we're good homies. Here. Yeah. Ski monster. It's great to meet you. Avery just wants to get as close as possible to it's the true. pro skier. Yeah, you guys need to come out to the to the level one party after this. Yeah, I mean, I'd want to. It's in uh, it's uh, where is it? It's Somerville. Oh yeah. The, no, no? Uh, I was mistaken. Dude. The ballroom or something? The ballroom. In the Crystal right? Ballroom. Oh, it's in The Davis. Crystal Ballroom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to a concert there. It's cool. Yeah. 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 So, it's real, yeah. so hold on. So like before before we really get into it, like I'm actually curious because I because when Berkowitz was like, hey, like level one's coming to Boston first week of October. And even I think Garrett might have said it first and was like, hey, like we should reach out, see who's going to be here, like what movie it is. And then yeah. I was like, well, what movie is it? And they're like, oh, it's not really like a level one movie. And I'm like, well. Why are they coming to Boston? And then I kind of like did a little bit of research. So I'm, I'm kind of cued in, but like, what is it just all your guys' individual projects at, for like, just explain it to me. Yeah, pretty much level one has been, so they stopped doing the feature length films, you know, like after their 20th year. So they did 20 full feature length films. And since then they've still made projects. Like they have like this Trevor Kennison project that maybe you've seen advertised. That's like been a multi-year project. It's more of like a Netflix documentary type style thing. But besides that, they've designated some people at level one who've been acting as like agents for different athletes. So they help us get, you know, some bigger sponsor dollars from our sponsors. And then we get to basically use them as, and as an umbrella, put our project under the level one umbrella. Got it. And they still run their premiere tour the same way that they would if they were doing a full movie. Um, but we just get to show all our solar projects Got there. It. And so it's cool. And our projects go on their YouTube. So. Hopefully they're getting more views because their YouTube's bigger than like my personal YouTube would right. be. So essentially, and like you guys, you guys pull your projects together, and then under the level one umbrella, they're like, okay, cool, well, let's promote everybody, let's go on like a quote unquote movie tour. Except like you guys are the feature, and we utilize like our marketing kind of machine to yeah. get you guys a little bit more exposure. Yeah, it's exactly. Better, right? Yeah, it is yeah. better. And also, a lot of the a lot <laughs> of the people who have projects playing are already pretty big names, like yeah. Henrik. And Noah Albadejo, their project has been playing at all the premier tour stops. Lucas Walks, pretty big name now. His has been playing. 
um, the 4A movies. So they're like movies from all over the world too. And a lot of these guys and gals already have big audiences anyway. So it's not like they need it, but it's cool that level one's trying to do something where they're doing it for the ski community really. Right. You know, what's well, also cool too, cause you guys probably have, you know, obviously some crossover as far as like exposure to the people that are watching, but for sometimes sure. you don't, yeah. which is, which that's, pr- that's probably pretty rad, right? Yeah. People that would be m- maybe watch Henrik's, you know, edit or Hen- Hendrix's project, but not yours, but now they're there or you're, ex- you're kind of like grouped together. Mm-hmm. And that obviously is helpful. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's cool. And it's cool for all of us to be able to intermingle, you know, when some of those like Scandinavian or Euro groups are coming over here for some of the premier stops and get to yeah. hang out with the U.S. crowd. And it's good. That's what's cool about the ski community is you have these connections all over the world and right. the country. And it's cool. The premier tour brings them all together. That's yeah, awesome. That's so, I mean, you should have seen Henrik hyping up the crowd in Bozeman. Oh, the whole crowd in Bozeman, it's all these Bozeman college kids and they're like, what is Henrik doing in Montana? <laughs> <laughs> sick. It was so, so sick. So what, what stop is this for you guys? Uh, this is, so I didn't do the two Midwest stops, but I think this is my number seven. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. Jeez, dude. I've done a bunch, yeah. Damn. Yeah, I did. Uh, so there was, our first show was two nights in Denver. So it was Denver and then Bozeman, Salt Lake, Bend, Seattle. And I drove to all of those. And then from Seattle, I flew to France for High Five, which was awesome. And then I flew back from there yesterday for our New York show. And then up here, Boston tonight, Burlington tomorrow. Jeez, dude. Holy cow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's been a crazy three weeks. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, it's a, like the first time that I... right there. Holy <laughs> yeah. Crap. Oh, man. It's been wild. Where, whereabouts in France were you? Annecy. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I flew into Geneva in Switzerland, and it's like a two-hour bus ride into Annecy. So that was great. Got yeah. to show the movie there and be a part of that whole scene because it's a huge event over there. Out of all the all, all the events so far, what's what's been the hypest stop, you think? Um, well, High Five is like its whole it's like its whole own thing. You know, it's a huge festival essentially. So it's kind of different. Like that would be probably the highlight, but the whole level one tour is kind of under a different category, I think. And so as far as the level one category, I'd say Bozeman or Seattle were the okay. two best so far. Surprisingly, the crowd in Seattle was amazing. They were, Sick. They were just like really, really hyped. Everyone was super attentive to the movies and also cheering. It was cool. Bozeman was like hype, hype, hype the whole time. <laughs> Which was really cool too. Is it never plateaued. It just like kept <laughs> yeah, going just up kept and going. up and up. Yeah. yeah. Especially so when you have Hendrick out there on the stage. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> 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 like Fifteen minutes. Bushino. <laughs> <laughs> It's after it. It's pretty it, fun. The TGR, when TGR does theirs, I mean, Boston's always been a stop for TGR. Um, and they yeah. and they always, you know, put on a, an awesome show here. And I'm not sure if it's true anymore just because of how ski movies are or people going to events. or I, I'm not really sure. But I knew in the past, when, like when we were like a, a sponsor of that event in Boston, they said that it was their biggest turnout. Wow. Boston was, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And I mean, the venue that they, that they, um, would do it at was would would be complete it would be completely full um and every time we every year we would go i would honestly be shocked how many people were actually there wow it's, i wonder what's how you know the capacity how many people house of blues house, house of blues, blues. Yeah. yeah house of blues yeah. in, in fenway it's, it's big yeah it's, it's big enough to have some big name like concerts roll through but it's not like i saw dead mouse there huge. yeah wow yeah, yeah. that's sick no big yeah. deal they got yeah. good acoustics 
No big deal. Big play. <laughs> <laughs> Name drop dead mouse. But no, I, but it's, it's, a, it's a dope spot. And like, yeah. again, like I was always, the, the first year when the guy that was coming in that we we're kind of partnered with, he's mm-hmm. like, dude, there's a lot of people that show up. And I'm like, okay, you know, you're always sure. a little bit, you know, you're like, all right. <laughs> and then you're, you show up and you're like, damn, dude, this is like a huge crowd for a, for a ski movie from here. It was, it was awesome. That's it was really crazy. In Boston. Yeah. So cool. Boston people have too much time on their hands. I think is what's going on. You think so? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was surprised New York was like that too. I mean, the crowd was great in New York. It was fun. Not super huge show. I think tonight. Where was the venue? Um, it was in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. Music Hall of Williamsburg. Okay. I've never. Heard Dude, that. I was telling Joan before he came in. Uh, Owen and Nick were there. Those my roommates from college. Yeah. Owen won skis. <laughs> Oh, yeah. did he really? Yeah. He won the, he won he the won Rosignol the, ski. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I saw him walking out. I yeah. saw him, whoever the homie was. Dude, yeah, how yeah. random is that? I'm sure it was him. Shout out, Owen, dude. <laughs> yeah. Hope you like the skis, Owen. He stoked <laughs> on him. How did, yeah, how did he win? Well, like, what was what was the contest? I don't know. How was did he it win? Just, uh, he probably won him just in the raffle. Like a yeah. draw? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he's got the luckiest fucking set of nuts, dude. Oh, yeah. Is he all? Yeah. He's one of those people, then. For sure, it was the raffle. Yeah, no, he this had it coming. Karma brought he, it to him. The, he just gets lucky, and he texts me. He's like, "Yo, I got the new Center Free One Tens," and I was like, "How'd you get those?" Like, why like, didn't you buy them from from me? Well, yeah, that was my first thing. <laughs> but uh, he's like, "Now I need to get bindings and boots." And I was like, "Okay." Oh, so you'll make a sale still? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, make the homie sale. But he was hype, dude. So, but before we we started recording, um, I I said this too, but I think we got to put it on record because it was, it was it's kind of funny. So you guys you guys have been driving around, you know, and like you said, you've been like in cities, Airbnbs, whatever, mm-hmm. you're staying at someone's family's place. Mm-hmm. And then when you texted me, you're like, hey, I'm actually at this spot. Uh, I'm like, I'm heading in. And I'm like, we can't be like, you can't be in Sturbridge, like off off the Mass Pike. And you're like, yeah, I think it's right near Sturbridge. <laughs> so the fact that you guys are legitimately like commuting yeah. to Sturbridge and back yeah. to the event is is wild. I mean, it's like an hour and a half away. Yeah, I mean, to you out here, to me, here, it's funny because I'm like, like, where are you staying? Far. Right. But to me, like where I live in Salt Lake, you know, any given s- sled day when I'm going out to film, I'm driving three hours to the trailhead in the morning. That's like super common. So an hour and a half is no big deal. That's like a pretty short commute in my. I life. know it was. Just, it's just kind of. It was just kind of funny because I'm like, well, the event is in Somerville. Wait, yeah. you're staying in Sturbridge, Mass? Yeah. yeah. I don't. Is that where? Is that the yeah. name? That's a Big Alum Pond. Yeah. Shout out, Big Alum. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. exactly where it is. Yeah. Okay. No yeah. shit. Okay. That's the yeah. spot. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty far away. I know. Yeah, for me, I'm like, hour and a half. When he said no. it to me, and, like, and via text, and I'm like, that can't be the same. Well, we Go were on. just leaving then. We were, we were like, probably, I don't know, over halfway here by yeah. then. But yeah, that's where we were coming from. I used to, I used to clean windows on that pond. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, like a couple bigger houses. Oh, yeah. You know the spot. Yeah. So I so saw when, when you said I knew it, I was like, I've cleaned Windows and gutters on that pond. <laughs> know exactly where that is. <laughs> it's pretty the same. Exactly yeah, where that is. Yeah, all your states are so yeah. small out here. You guys are like, you got to be careful. You drive more than an hour and you're somewhere else. Somewhere else. Yeah, it's true. So what yeah. what's driving around like? I mean, because because you guys are all together. Like, how is that transportation working? Like, what, what is what is that like? Are you guys in one van? Well, typically it's just been like the level one staff who who are setting up the premieres. It's just been, I think. It's been three and or four of them for all of the West stops so far. These East Coast stops are the only ones where there have been more of us with them. Like um, Harold from Finland is here playing the 4A movie, and it's me. And um, Reno is a DJ from New York, and they're with us too. 
so all the West stops, it's just been like three or four of them in a van. And I've been driving around my own rig separate because I had my dog with me and I got a bed in the car. And so oh, I've, I've been like mountain biking all these different places and treating it like a road trip. Oh, yeah. So the East Coast stops have been the only ones where we're like packed in the van, you know, going spot to spot. But Interesting. What, kind of, all, what, kind of, what kind of dog do you have? I got a golden doodle. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> doodle Hyper Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I like yeah. it. I like Shed, it. Shed, dude. Yeah, shout out Ducky. Ducky? That's Ducky. Really, <laughs> little duck That's duck. <laughs> She's the best. I wish she was here. I miss her. How old is she? She is almost three. Oh, she's a pup. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, she's cute. I'll show you pictures. Yeah, let's oh. see her. Yeah, we got all sorts my, of photos. My, I, have a, I don't personally have a dog right now because I live here, but I bought a dog for my parents which they weren't super happy about at first. Oh. <laughs> so it was like a friend of a friend had like puppies, like black lab puppies. Uh-huh. And uh, so I'm like, well, I can't, I can't miss this opportunity to like snack, to like snag up a pup, you know? So yeah. I, 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 oh, I went, man. I was like, I want this. I want the runt. I want the female runt. <laughs> and they're like, usually like people come in, they're like, you want the biggest boy. Yeah, give me that. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want the female runt pup. And they're like, okay. That's a good way to go. Usually. And so I, I, a good calm temper. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I scooped her up. Her name is Sadie. She's, she's, she's incredible. What but, kind of dog is this? Uh, Black lab. Oh yeah. Okay. And, uh, I, I got to my parents' house as, and I was like, I had the, had the pup, you know? And my dad's like, Oh my, he's like, you, you and Jillian, you guys got a dog. And I'm like, no, he's like, where did you get that thing? I'm like, I, I bought it, but it's it's for you, you know. And he's like, "The, the fuck out of here," you know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, it's like this is for you, pops. Like, you, you, you know, you, you guys, you and mom, like, yeah. you guys need a pup, you know what I mean? And he's like, I'm not taking asshole. care of that thing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. and literally, so like, I set up the crate. I set up, and I was like, and he's like, "Are you seriously leaving the dog here?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, I am." And you know, that was five, six years ago, you know. Wow. And now she like runs the roost, you know what yeah, I mean? Now she's Sadie's like, probably their she's best the queen. Yeah. yeah. But what the funny part about it, though, is that she stayed in Boston with me for a few nights before I, I took her back to Western Mass. Oh, yeah. So I had her set up in my apartment and like I was the one that took her from her mom, the whole thing. So like when she sees even now, even to this day, like she's like, oh, like that's my dog. Like that's my guy. For sure. So yeah. so I, I have a, uh, a place up in New Hampshire that my parents and I always meet and spend time together. So like she comes up to the cabin in New Hampshire and literally like it's like my dad doesn't. He's like he, he's like what the He's like, I take care of this dog, you know. Pay, you know. And then, I, then, I, then, I, then I, I show up, and she's like, "No, like, Char, liver, like you bro. gone, like, yeah. like Eric, like I'm, I'm Eric's dog now." You know, yeah. he's like, "This is so." He gets so mad and jealous about it. It's kind of, it's kind of worth it. Dogs yeah. worth it. Does it awesome. make you feel like you should have just kept her from the beginning for yourself? Yeah, but, but I could. I mean, I couldn't. Like where where I live, like how, what the apartment was like, and then um, you know just with both my wife and I's like work schedule, it wouldn't have been fair for the dog. I think you yeah, should get a dog. With you. And my uh, yeah, just hearing you like, talk about it, my I'm parents, like, yeah, my parents needed sure. my right. parents needed the dog. Like they didn't know they needed the dog. So yeah, you that's how it. it is for all of us. We don't know we need a dog, and then you have one, and you're like, okay, how yeah. could I live without this little? Thing? Eric, now I get to see her all the time. See, this is this is Ducky. Let's see. This is oh shit! She's cute, dude. Just living the oh, life. She's, she's a gorgeous little Feeling pup. the wind here. She for, driving? For all you listeners out here, yeah, Duck's driving. I have a right-hand drive imported Japanese Oh, truck. no way. <laughs> so that's what Ducky's <laughs> riding. <laughs> that's sick. We got another one or two here real quick. Where'd you get the name Ducky? Um, I just thought about it when I was laying in bed one night. It's from The Land Before Time. Yeah, of course. You know that character? Yeah. Yeah. That's Great Little Foot's homie, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I have a college yeah, roommate, an old college roommate that looks she's, like dude, Littlefoot. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. so, she's so pretty. Oh, she's gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's probably listening right now. Yeah, dude, yeah Eric's college <laughs> roommate looks buddy. just like Littlefoot. Yeah, dude. Horton. Really? Yeah. yeah his head. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah dude. So it's good. Not the dog, a person. Yeah. Yeah. A person, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going he's gonna to listen to this and be like, fucking Durham, he's such a dick. It's true, though. so good. Do you Do you ever take your, like, skiing at all like uh she's uh no i don't usually take her skiing usually yeah. when i'm going backcountry skiing i'm like going with a crew or i'm snowmobiling we're doing some sort of filming true but i've taken her on casual walks yeah 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 usually i i save it you know for the skiing yeah. leave her at home because we do something after or beforehand makes sense i'm sure you're not doing anything mellow when you're out there in the backcountry you know what i mean some days you have mellow yeah. days for sure but you know like a mellow day for you would be a huge day for a dog usually because if they're like post holing through, right. you know, a foot or two of fresh powder, it's no big deal if you're on your skins to go a mile out and a mile back for a dog. Yeah. It's a pretty big trek. Yeah, that's a big awesome. trek for me. Yeah, yeah. No, you'd be <laughs> no. on your skins. It's mellow. It's just like a casual hike. You know, if you're not hiking anything steep. Then it gets crazy. I think I'm more of a chairlift guy. <laughs> Chairlifts are nice. Those are nice. I appreciate those for sure. You got a couple of those out here. Oh, yeah. Where do you guys all ski at? Um, we ski, honestly, we ski a lot at Sunapee. Okay. Um, just because it's on Epic Pass. Yeah. And, and how it's, far of a drive? It's only an hour and a half away. It's like an hour and a half, hour 40. Yeah. That's a huge drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's close. So we ski yeah. a lot at Sunapee for, like, testing skis because it's it's easy to, like, load up, do it for the day, come back. You don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, it's kind of all over. You know, Sugarbush, Stowe, um, Loon. Killington. Fins, the fins ski a lot at Loon, um, which we put, we should, we whoop, we should put on record because Garrett will be upset with me. All I right. said it to him before we start recording, but Garrett's younger brother, Shaq, Shaq Finn, and him that they coach together at at Edwin Dells. Gotcha. Oh no shit, huh? Yeah. That's dope. I didn't yeah. actually, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you yeah. know Shaq. Yeah. So you've met Shaq. He comes in here. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Shout out Shaq Finn. Yeah. yeah. Shaq's the boy. Yeah. He's a good dude. So they they yeah. ski. They grew up ski, skiing at Loon. You know. Um, Loon yeah. looks fun. Yeah. Never been there. Yeah, seen a lot of videos. For Loon. East Coast Mountain is, is awesome, and, and like their park setup, yeah. their free is is pretty legit. They yeah. like filter or, like, or they grow a bunch of ridiculous good skiers. Yeah, like, yeah. seems that way. Shaq, you know, is when he goes there. I mean, he's by far the best. Shout out Shaq again. But there's a crew up there that are just like good. Mm. Yeah, we told yeah. Garrett here's that. You know, I mean, Garrett knows it's true. Garrett's great oh, skier, he's too. He's going to be upset. Yeah. No, he'll be okay. There's only one Shaq. He'll be okay. He knows. He can look in the mirror. Garrett can look in the mirror. It's going to be an intervention listen. <laughs> it's yeah, all good. But you, you, to get back on track here, uh, so, like, one thing I'm curious about is, like, you obviously won Super Unknown in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and maybe you can just kind of walk us through that. So how does it all kind of work? Like you, like, you do your own edit, you send it in, is that how, and then they like filter out everyone's out and then they say, okay, come to whatever the location may be at the time and then we'll do it live and you kind of throw down and, we, and we'll pick a winner. I mean, and how many entrants are there? I mean, are there, um, there's gotta be so many, like there's, what's the process like? There's a lot of entrants. Yeah. It's, uh, it's grown a lot even since I did it. I mean, 2015 was like yeah, eight, eight years, years ago, ago now, which is crazy. Different world too. It's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. So 
I don't know how many entries there were when I did it, but anyway, there's at least several hundred. I think there's even into the thousands now every year that fly from around the world too. It's more of a global thing than it was when I did it. But yeah, so there'll be like however many hundred entries and then level one will have like a crew of staff and then also like some seasoned professionals who will help judge and watch all these videos and decide on like the semifinalists and then the finalists. And for example, at least how it was back in the day. Now they're they're bringing on a few more. Um, but when I did it, it was like they picked 10 finalists and those 10 finalists fly out to a location where you get to participate in like a classic professional park shoot. Okay. You know, and so you show up with, with uh, nine others and you basically just get to go out into this resort area and work with the park crew and with the cat drivers to help design features. Okay. Oh, that cool. you got. So you all are like deciding on what features you want to ski making decisions based on that, you know, providing some input, helping the people like push the actual features. You're like digging with your hand with these shovels and rakes and stuff. So you're really hands-on process. So they're kind of like simulating what it would be like to work like on a movie shoot. Yeah. Like, Hey, yeah. We, this is what you're going to be doing. You're going to yeah. be skiing obviously, but they're, you're, you're going to be out here like, yeah. like digging, digging trenches. It's, ex- it's, they're putting you through the exact same experience Got as it. what the pros go through when you go, when they go on a private park shoot. So part of it is like seeing how everyone fares. I mean, it's an amazing experience for, for any youth who's a part of that or anyone at all. It's, it's like really eye opening, you know, and you're all hungry and young. And so you're like trying to put on, put your best foot forward. And so that's cool. And everyone's respecting each other anyway. So when I did it, it was like all these homies, we became super good friends throughout the week. And then actually at the end of the week, so you get to put in all this input on these features, help build the features, and then you ski the features every day. And we were doing like two a day, which is pretty big to build and hit two features a day. Yeah. That's like what we were averaging. And then at the end of the week, actually all the riders vote on who they think deserves the winning title, which is sick. Oh. Yeah. And so when I did it, I think the staff that's there, the camera crew and the filmers, um, they will also vote, but they only use the athletes vote unless there's a tie, then they'll bring in the, the staff's vote. Okay. So when I did it, yeah, it was just the athlete's vote that they used, which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. It's so cool. It's a really cool thing. So it just like brings the camaraderie level even yeah. higher. Yeah. There's, there's it's no, really there's sick. no bad blood. <clears throat> really. There's really no room for bad blood. If like everyone's voting <clears throat> and it's all like the guys yeah. that you're with for like the, the X amount of time, you're like, you know, that bro deserves to win. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, so you're extra honored if you win. You yeah. Know? You're cool. like, oh totally. my gosh, you guys all really think that I should win this yeah. out of all of you, you that's know? And cool. I'm like voting for my homies, you know? Right. And then to find yeah. out that they all voted for me, it's like, what? It's so sick. That's cool. And so what a cool way to start a career in skiing, you know? Yeah. To start with that, to start with that level of respect among your peers. Yeah, dude, that's pretty high bar, bro. So sick. Yeah. It, it legitimizes but that, it for sure. Yeah. Like your peers totally vote does. for you and it's, yeah, it's legit. I mean, you can't vote for yourself, right? You yeah, do that? I mean, maybe people have done that to be funny, but <laughs> no, I don't even AP like, would 100% yeah. vote for himself. No, no, no. <laughs> Every, everyone for sure jokes about that, but when it comes down to it, everyone takes it pretty serious as, as you would. Yeah. Right. You know, like, okay. No, I really want like, you know, my buddy to win. Or even if you think you deserve to win, you know, you're still going to vote for your buddy. Of course. Yeah. It's yeah. sick. And, and that's, that's cool. That's like a good example of how the ski community is in general. It's, it's like that. You yeah. know, everyone's got each other's back when it comes down to it. And that's yeah. what's so cool. And that's why I love doing these premier tours. Cause I'm seeing all these friends from back in the day who I used to compete with and meeting a bunch of 
you know, new up and coming shredders and it's just cool. Keep the camaraderie alive, show your face. Well, yeah, that and like, you know, the, the hype around each event, you know, and when you're there and you see the excitement of people there and you're like, holy crap, like, yeah, this is, this is fun. Like, this is really cool. All these people, all these people showed out to see all of our individual projects and mm-hmm. like, it's a big crowd. Like that, that's, that's gotta feel good. It's um, amazing. Feel yeah. really good. So after that, so say, so your peers vote, it's cool. 2015, you're like, holy shit, I'm honored. I won. Then what happens? Essentially, level one's like, okay, so now next year, we're going to shoot here, here, and here, and then we're going to have you in X segment, or do you kind of pick your pick your spot? How, do, how does it work after that? Yeah, you're basically, I mean, depending on what type of skier you are, they'll invite you on trips that work with that type of skier you are. Like, I wanted to transition to being a backcountry skier, even at that point, but I didn't have much experience there. Also, didn't have a snowmobile, and so... I had asked to get invited on a backcountry trip, but that wasn't happening for understandable reasons. Yeah, I mean, totally. you got to have experience to go on those trips. Right. You got to kind of earn your stripes first. And for me, I had to sort of earn my stripes in the streets. I was more of a park skier and a slope style comp skier at the time. Right. So I got invited on street trips or like park shoot trips. And so that's how it started. Yeah. With level one. And for a while I branched off from level one, like that first year I filmed with them afterwards, but um, it was a little bit expensive for me because sometimes athletes will have to pay their way and, or most of the time. And I didn't have any sponsor dollars coming in at the moment. So I was paying off, you know, for my travel out of pocket from like a ski shop job. Yeah. And it just was tough for me. And I was trying to get sponsor dollars and, uh, yeah, just, uh, got a little frustrated with the whole process. Well, how I mean, that can be pretty taxing, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, you, like you're like, I'm working, but I'm also trying to do this ski thing. And it's like, you yeah. can do it, but like, it's gonna be like 3000 bucks. You're like, fuck. I know. <laughs> That's we, pretty, it's brutal. We yeah. spend yeah. for this. Yeah. Money, you're just like st- scraping by to pay rent. And you have this great opportunity that you want to make happen because you want to partner level one movie. But it's like costing you like twice as much money as you've ever made in the winter. You're like, how do I do this? Yeah. So then you're like getting credit cards and you're just like you're racking those up. All yeah. The you're way. like, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. <laughs> and it is, you know, yeah. you, you got, I'm going to call that. the bank and show my YouTube edit. And they're going to be like, yeah. yo, it's sick. Yeah. <laughs> God, we got you. Worth it. <laughs> you don't need a credit application. Yeah. Just keep sending those YouTube videos. Over. <laughs> right. Just switch nine. We're going to up that credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only that's the way it works. Dude, that would be sick. I'm so <laughs> Yeah. You'd, be, you'd be balling if that was the way the world works. Yeah. <laughs> Switch nine will up the credit. That's, that's stressful though. Like you have to like you have to pay to play. That's stressful. But that's life. That's yeah, how yeah, life works. True. That's how it is. And yeah. so you gotta, you know, I had to grow up a little bit and realize that's how things work. Yeah, I needed to get a little bit more respect for the game, a little more maturity, and that took a few years. Yep. <laughs> but so I branched off and made some like home videos with other friends. We started this group called the Coterie. Shout out Jacob Callahan. He was a old school skier, filmer boss. But yeah, we made a couple of projects outside level one. And then I came back to working with level one a couple of years later. Cool. Yeah. So before we talk about Rosinal, when did Atomic come into the fold? Because you skied for them for quite a bit, right? I did. Yeah. That was uh, a couple of years after Super Unknown. I was with Solomon during Super Unknown. They weren't paying me, of course. It was like a flow program. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, I got an RMU, Rocky Mountain Underground, out yep. of Colorado for a short amount of time, too. Um, that just, like, wasn't really working out. They were still, like, a, a newish company. And um, What year was that? Oh, man. I don't even know. 17? 2017, maybe? So, yeah. so was Benny Mike's there? Yeah. Benny Mike's, yeah. 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 
Benny Mike's good. He's a good dude. He, he, he yeah, went, Benny's he, a good dude. Yeah, he went to school with um, one of our good buddies, Bo from uh, Bo Schwab, who's, who's also probably listening from New York. So like we had hooked up with Benny through Bo, and then oh cool, and, and then like weird industry stuff. Like you're at a ski test or whatever, and like Benny Mike's is there with RMU, and you're like, oh dude, what's up? Oh cool. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, weird. Sick. Yeah. yeah, I had a pow ski from RMU that said hashtag Who's Benny Mike's on the base. <laughs> <laughs> remember that ski? <laughs> yeah. I had one of those, but yeah, anyway, I had a cool, this opportunity came up with Atomic actually through Nikki Kiefer, who I grew up in the same area as and always looked up to. We became really good homies and he was like, dude, you need to go on Atomic. So yeah, he like helped that happen. But then I was with Atomic for years and I was never really able to like climb the ladder with them. It's hard when you jump on with a company at like a certain rung of this ladder, yeah, especially if it's low down. Because then every year you have to negotiate with them why you're worth moving up a level, you know? Right. And if you're not good at that negotiation, like, you're going to stay on the same rung, even if you're worth a higher level. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was with Atomic for a while, but then um, as time went on, I think my value was growing, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't good at negotiating the situation to move up levels with Atomic. And Rosignol saw my worth, I think, and just kind of stepped in and was like, hey, we, we want to back you and help you out. Nice. And it was an easy decision. Sweet. Yeah. And that, that was recently, right? Yeah, last fall. So I've been with them just for about a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just one season I've been with them so far, but things are looking good. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's been I like it. Yeah, I'm feeling like I'll be with them for the long haul. I feel like they really there, have my back. Well, and you're, you're Utah guy, right? Yep. And they're right in, your, they, right in your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Their North America headquarters is in Park City. So I'm up there all the time. So I've been meeting everyone at the company there and mm-hmm. becoming friends throughout the last year. And just in France, I was at their world headquarters in Grenoble, France. Got to meet everyone there. Sick. The That's France awesome. Sector. Yeah, it was awesome. Got to hand make a pair of skis. Nice. That I've yeah. never done before. Had my name on them. It's pretty cool, right? It's crazy. Yeah. Press them and everything. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, pretty rad. It's awesome. It was cool to see the whole process. It really makes you respect it. What kind of skis did you make? They're the 110s. Oh, nice. Yeah, that sender free 110. Yep. Yeah. What's what's that that new graphic that's been like the pink one? Can you talk about it? Oh yeah, dude. Is that, yeah. is, that, is, that like a, is that like an yeah, athlete? Cool, right? Is yeah. that an athlete ski or is that? Um, that it's kind of exclusive. I'm not sure if they're selling them on their website. They might be, they're not. or maybe they just haven't. I think uh, you could probably get some as a shop. Hashtag who's Joe Ricky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hit them up because I think you could probably get some as a shop. I think they've mainly been using them. Or giveaways and things like that. Yeah, More gosh. like and, and that's deals. a 110? No, that ski is not a 110. I want him to put that graphic on a 110. Right now it's on the 98. Okay. That's what it's on. Yes. It's more of like a park pipe ski. Got it. Yeah. Which is a cool ski. Yeah. 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 So we every year we, we do the, like our, our Utah lap, our Ski Monster Utah lap, where we kind of hit all the all the manufacturers out of Utah because everyone's kind of there. Oh, really? Um, cool. it, it's a really productive week. Um, but like, so we've been to the North American headquarters, you know, a handful of times and they have a pretty good setup there. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. awesome. It, man. It, it's pretty rad, you know. And like, all, how, all three of you guys have been there. I haven't. No, no, I have. Okay. Joe has. <laughs> Every time. I have. It, yeah. Usually, <laughs> usually, AP, AP joins us on our on our free skier lap. Yeah. And Joe yeah. joins us on our Utah lap. Nice. We kind of cool. like we spread it out, you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, the office there in Park City is pretty sweet. It's dope. It's a cool spot. Yeah. And then you how like see the spot in France? It's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've never, I haven't been there. It's crazy. Is it's it like in? a spaceship building. It's so cool. Word. Okay, because because yeah. Solomon's in Annecy, right? And then you said that's in Grenoble. Yeah, Sol- Solomon's in Annecy. Yeah, it's in Grenoble. It's gotcha. close. Alan we haven't been to drive. Solomon yet either. We've been to, we've oh. been to, um, uh, Mittersill. So it's like Tech, uh, Tech, oh, yeah. Tech, Tech uh, Nordica. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm uh, sorry, Blizzard Nordica Ski Factory. Yep. Yep. Um, and then we went to their kind of headquarters at, uh, in Italy and then Slovenia for Elan, which was, which was awesome. Oh, so was, Slovenia, huh? Yeah. And then um, we, we just got, actually just got, we went to Atomic this summer. So Rosinal and Solomon, are, are, we, haven't, we haven't seen. Oh, cool. Um, which well, is ho- hopefully you make the trip out there. Yeah, eventually. Sometime. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. will. Maybe yeah. we'll see you out there, bro. Well, That'd we we, we went yeah. from like we went from yeah. not going to to the ski factory like for well, we, I've been working in the ski business since I was like nineteen years old, yeah. twenty years old. Yeah, I'm thirty eight now. I'm from like going from twenty years old to like to thirty seven in zero ski factories and thirty seven to thirty eight to three. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on a good track. so it's on a good track. <laughs> the last yeah, year and a half, track. I'm like man. Yeah. Gotta keep these factories going. <laughs> this is sick. Time. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna do it, definitely go to High Five Festival because you can you can hit two birds with one stone. Yeah. There. Go out to that in Annecy and go tour the Rosie factory afterwards. That's I think that's an easy time of year for them to work out tours also. Interesting. So, yeah. Plus High Five is great. I mean, yeah. It's so good to be out there. So many vendors. It's a huge vendor event. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's actually a good point. That, that, that would be part that would be kind of like a good two birds, three birds with one stone. Yeah. Yeah, if you reach out to high five, you could I'm sure you could do a ski monster thing there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. Have it have a tent oh. set up or whatever. There's tons of space. Yeah, we could. That's for sure. I'm not, I'm not afraid of that. Seems like they're ready to have whoever there. They want everyone there who's in the ski industry. That's what it feels like. Cool event. Um Let's put it on the list. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> put it on the list. Uh all right, let's get back on track here. Um so <clears throat> Ski, ski movie wise, um, last year we have to kind of talk about it because it was the segment was sick, and I'm sure. Um, Thanks. I'm sure you know that, but like the, <laughs> the, the, the ending segment of Delete is, is obviously awesome. I remember, Fire. I remember watching Fire. it in December. Fire. I think it was December, yeah. right? And like someone, you know, you're on YouTube and you, <clears> and you see people sharing or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is fucking sweet. And then we're slammed in December, and uh-huh. so like I'm not even like you're just watching it and you're like, oh, that was really dope, and then you're like. It's, it's in and out, you know? Yeah. And then when Berkowitz was like, oh, we're going to have John Williams on the pod, I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure he closed it out. Yeah. And then I obviously do type it in like, yeah, he did. So I rewatched it again yesterday. I was like, dude, <laughs> forgot how fucking sick it was. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Thanks, that was man. that was awesome, dude. Appreciate that. Um, that, was, that was really rad. So, like, that whole experience, I mean, and you obviously talk, I'm interested to hear, you know, your, your point of view of it. Like, did that really kind of, like, segue into, like, Hey, I want to do my own project like with the same group or, or the person that filmed it, or, or how did that kind of all work? Because it seemed like the crew that was on that watching the movie, anyways, like it, it was like pretty awesome, like pretty all time. Yeah, yeah, we had a great crew for Strictly for sure. Yeah, we just kind of decided to not do a Strictly movie. That's the main reason. Okay, if we were doing another Strictly movie, I'm I'm sure that's what I would have done. I would have just focused on that this season. But since we weren't doing a Strictly movie, it kind of worked out perfect timing where. Connor Smith at level one was like, Hey, we're looking for someone to like fill a spot and do a solo project if you're interested. So I reached out to my homie, Gavin Rudy, who's filmed with strictly for years and was like, dude, let's do a solo project. And so that's kind of how it worked out. Interesting. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's, I mean, that was kind of what I was thinking. Cause I'm like, well, if you looked at this movie and you watched it, I watched it again, you know, and you're like, if they, I didn't know this. I just assumed. I'm like, if these guys did it, wanted to do another movie, I'm like, I, I can't see any of these guys being like, oh, we're just going to do my own solo project this year. Yeah. Because, like, the movie was so good. Yeah, right? we would have done another one yeah. for sure. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was so good. And you're like, why would they just not do another one, you know? Uh, but that, that makes makes tons of sense. It's just hard. It's a lot of planning when you're doing it yourself. And Andrew Mildenberger, who was, like, the – he's done most of the planning and producing for the Strictly movies. 
I mean, it's a ton of work and it's basically all just been on his shoulders, you know, all the sponsorship deals, the communication, the trip planning, the organizing, all the different homies, getting them together in one spot. Yeah. You know, making the trailer, setting up premieres. He was doing all of that pretty much on his own. I mean, he'd have our help in small ways, but that's so much work for somebody. And then to really come out on the other end with pretty much no money. Because the reason he didn't have any money at the end of the year is because he was paying for all of our travel to make those strictly movies. Wow. So our wow. sponsors were coming together, you know, yeah. to help us pool money to make the movie. Yeah. Um, but Andrew was just giving all of us access to that budget as far as our travel went so that we were all really in it together, you know. And at the end, we would basically like sell some tickets to our premiere in Boulder and that would break us even. And we'd give whatever extra to Andrew. It'd be like maybe a thousand dollars. Thanks, like, man. Thanks, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Buy him a beer. He's like, you need like thirty-five thousand more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a that much work. A whole wow. season of work, traveling around to film street, to film backcountry, taking up all your time. Like in a in a normal film job, that would be like a hundred thousand dollar project paid I mean, on top of your expenses. I don't and know much about ski movie making by any means. I just watched a bunch of them. Like, but watching yeah. that, like it it looks like a, a full on like featured ski movie. It doesn't yeah. look like you guys are like cutting corners. No, uh, no, no. It's it's the full it's it, the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a legit you're like, wow, like this is like a full blown and that that's why I was, you know, I was kind of bummed. Well, obviously I didn't really think about it until we were gonna talk to you. I was yeah. like, hey, why don't these guys make another movie? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're a little bummed about it too. If we were if we were making a bunch of money at the end of it, even if we could just get Andrew to make a bunch of money at the end of it, we would probably keep making them. Yeah. But it's like as a talented filmmaker, you see all these opportunities as you get older out in the real world where you can go work a commercial job for a month and you can make three times as much in that month than you would make an entire season filming right. a ski movie. Right. And then you can just go ski for fun all season. So you start weighing that and and makes a little more sense sometimes to not do the ski movie. What else is that? Yeah. From a fan's perspective, Which though, is too yeah. bad. <laughs> like, yeah. It's too bad. And how do you change that? I don't know. Yeah. I mean. Age old question, I think. Most Gutter was awesome. I probably yeah, Most Gutter is legendary. Holy crap. Dude, I watched yeah. that shit probably, I don't know, 30, 40 times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm not even that's, joking. That's not exaggerating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, same with Delete. Most Gutter was just, like, for me, the first film that Strictly put out that I got hooked on, mm -hmm. you know? Um, That's so sick, man. Shout then, out Most Gutter. Yeah, those guys were, I mean, all you guys are just so fun to watch. Thanks, so man. when the file, like, deletes the last one, it kind of kind of sucks. Dude, it's a bummer. Yeah. yeah Don't say last bummer. one. You yeah, never know. You never call never last know. film, That's dude. what we were just talking about, right? Like, no, no, you never call last film. Never call no, yes. Andrew needs to get paid. You <laughs> <laughs> need to get Andrew paid. <laughs> <laughs> need to get Andrew paid. Yeah. 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 So, might be doing another thing with Andrew this year. Maybe. We don't know. It's in, mm. it's in the works. Sick. Nice. Talking about something. Can't say what it is yet, but got cool. something working out. So, I'm so... Sorry. I peeped your 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 social, um, mostly because Garrett was like, "Yo, peep, peep, join the social." So I was like, "All right, cool." Peep, join the social. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and so I did, and so social. and like in prepare in preparation, I was like, "Well, obviously, got to ask about his his, his solo project. That's why he's here." Mm -hmm. um, but it looks like you guys were like, you were in Japan for a extended amount of time. Oh yeah. So how how long were you there? Was it your first time there? I I personally never skied in Japan. I. I, it's been like, I, I want to go, but just from like a travel standpoint, logistically, like having the job that I have working in the ski business, 
being away from Ski Monster for that amount of time during the winter has been like almost impossible for me to like commit to that much time. Yeah. So like, what was what, what was it like? Oh man, Japan is great. It's awesome. That's maybe I think my fifth time there. Okay. I've been there a few times. Uh, Gavin has always wanted to go there. Gavin Rudy, he's never been. So I was like, dude, we got, we should go film in Japan. We're doing this solo project. Also seemed like an easier way to go out there and shoot just like the two of us without having to worry about all the obstacles that you might have to worry about in the States. Like in the States, if you want to film in the back country, you kind of need a snowmobile if you want to get away from the crowded areas. Mm-hmm. Gavin doesn't have a sled for one. And for two, you need to go out with a crew that's bigger than two people typically. Japan, it's a little easier to make it happen inside country zones with two homies. Okay. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to go. Second reason, of course, is the snow is incredible. The terrain's epic. Culture there is really rich and and super uh, fulfilling <laughs> to be around. Yeah. So yeah, we went out there for five weeks. We went out there right after Christmas. So we were there on December 26th. We stayed in Tokyo for a week. So between Christmas and New Year's, three New Year's just in Tokyo, just exploring, getting some really cool artistic B-roll shots, which you'll see in the movie, Who is Sim? Okay. Um, and yeah, we, then we were there two weeks on the North Island, two weeks on the main island, just skiing and filming. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah, so good. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a long time to be there, yeah. which is pretty cool. It sounds like a long time. And then once you're there, I think you really, you need like a good week in a place to kind of get to know the region. And then you need a week to start putting in some effort. And then really, I think three weeks is like an ideal amount of time in a place. And so two weeks almost felt too short because we sure. did two weeks on the North Island, two weeks on the main. I think both of us might have preferred just to go to one spot for a month because you can get a lot more done. Cause you, can map, you can map it out and, and you yeah. can like hit every zone. You, yeah. You're going to like not leave any stone unturned. You're like, dude, we, we actually hit everything we wanted to hit here versus like thinking about shit like. Maybe, maybe we could have stayed there a little bit longer. Yeah, it's like right when you're leaving a spot, if it's only been two weeks, you kind of really get to know the area right when you're moving along. Mm-hmm. And so that just makes it hard. But that's what's cool about it too. You gotta just gotta work with what you get. Yeah. And, and if luck is on your side, that's great. If not, oh well. That's so, what you can do. so your previous, so when you knew you were gonna do a solo project, your previous experiences in Japan, and then knowing that Gavin had never been there, that was kind of like what inspired you guys. Like, okay, F it, let's, let, that's where we're gonna go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we both love exploring new places anyway, and we kind of take, we're trying to, both of us are the type of guys that take life pretty slow. We're not like rushing from one thing to the next Mm -hmm. generally, and so it was cool to bring him to a place like Japan, a place I knew he'd appreciate because we're really similar as people. Yeah. So for us to kind of just lay low for a week before the season started and just cruise around the city and enjoy meeting people and seeing the sights, and it was just awesome. It's so cool. And it's just a laid back culture there even in tokyo it feels that way which is strange interesting yeah well i mean i've never been there again but like i've isn't tokyo the big it's the biggest city in the world right isn't it the biggest city in the world um i think technically hong kong might be okay but uh yeah i'm not sure maybe the tokyo metro area is tokyo larger. tokyo metro yeah. is like gotta yeah. be like one of the all right if not one of the biggest but like everyone that, no, that goes huge, there and says like for it for a city that's as big as it is like you don't really feel like it's like this hustle and bustle of like a, a crowded American city or a crowded Chinese city. Like yeah. they're like, it's, it's like everyone seems to be like nice, yeah. <laughs> calm yeah, and like moving at their own pace. It is like that. Yeah. And I'm not sure really why. Maybe it's like cultural differences, yeah. Yeah. the root of it. But 
like the values that they have that they're raised with there. Maybe that's what makes the difference. I don't know. But overall, the organization there is pretty incredible. I everything's bet. organized. Everything's clean. Yeah. Everyone's on their own program. No one's getting in each other's way. Everything just works. It's like a huge math problem that just, just, just is a always big, working. Like, clock that's just like going. <laughs> Sounds yeah. just like Boston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's so cool. If you haven't been, it's worth a trip. I'm just go. to go to Tokyo. Go. How was uh, spending New Year's there? Was it sweet? It was amazing. I'm yeah, sure. That was so cool. That was great. Gavin and I would just, we'd grab our backpacks in the morning, like some water and some snacks. And we've got like film cameras and stuff in our bags. We both got like headphones in. We're cruising around together, but we're like wearing headphones and listening to music <laughs> and just vibing, like taking the subway to different popular areas of the city for days i mean my yeah. phone i think i was averaging like twenty nine thousand steps a day jesus holy cow it was like 10 miles or something jesus yeah, yeah we were walking a lot wow. it was pretty cool that we is were, cool we're all yeah. sore from walking but yeah new year's was crazy tokyo yeah. goes off did they turn off oh yeah sweet oh yeah we didn't sleep that <laughs> night no way <laughs> <laughs> partying hard yeah. we were just like roaming around enjoying seeing everything that was going on yeah sick. yeah it was amazing that's super cool yeah so in this new movie is it just skiing in Japan, or did you guys diversify a little bit? We diversified, yeah. We were gonna, afterwards, Gavin planned to go to Austria, and I was gonna go with him. We were gonna film the second half of our project around Austria, mm -hmm. based in Innsbruck. Um, but the season wasn't very good there, as far as snow goes, and it started to get super good here in the States. And so I changed plans and flew back to the States and filmed in Idaho for a month, doing snow in a bunch. And then, um, and that was with Sean Logan, another filmer. Know of, I'm sure. And then, uh, so yeah, Idaho for like a month. And then in the spring, Gavin came back to the States and we linked up in California, north of Mammoth, and filmed in the Eastern Sierras. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So that's a, it's a pretty diverse movie then. I've, because I, I, yeah. I haven't seen it, I've just seen the trailer. Yeah. So that's kind of like getting around. Yeah, we got a bunch of shots in it. And we that's arranged cool. them kind of differently than you usually would. Usually you'd start your project with, with uh, chronologically where you'd started during right. the season, which would be Japan. But we kind up. Yeah. So it kind of starts with the spring stuff and goes into midwinter, then ends with where we started. Nice. Yeah. But so it flows really nice. Like it's cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's yeah. cool. Me too. Yeah. Now, did did yeah. Gavin approach you? You know, once you guys realized that like you know a bigger movie wasn't happening, or did you guys did you approach him, or was it kind of like hey a mutual type of thing? Um, I approached Gavin because I wanted to do, he Gavin actually didn't work with us that much on delete. He did a lot of the editing, but he didn't film with us that much during delete. It was mainly Andrew Mildenberger. So I knew Gavin had like taken a little more of a break the winter prior. And so I thought maybe he'd be willing to step back into another project. So yeah, I hit Gavin up um, and he already had something lined up with Nico Porteous from New Zealand. Okay. Um, and he just committed to doing both projects. So he did mine and Nico's. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Nico and I collabed on one trip in California. But otherwise, when Gavin was in uh, Europe, he was filming with Nico. And in Japan, he was filming with me. And then in Idaho, I was filming kind of on my own with Sean mm. Logan and Chris Logan. Good for him. Sick. Yeah. So it worked out cool. So he did two projects, and they're both awesome. And, and doing two projects in the same season, but still having them be so different stylistically, mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Hard to do. Very hard to do. Yeah. I mean, and so I guess I guess uh, like the next question would be like now that you've kind of done both things, right? Like you've done like level one strictly, you've done like a bigger pr production kind of a, kind of a situation with a bunch of people, and you've done your solo where it's kind of like you had more. It sounds like more creative freedom. 
you mm-hmm. prefer one or the other? Are they just different to you? Uh, yeah. How do you feel? That's a good question. It's definitely different. I mean, it's cool to have more creative freedom, but when you're producing a project, it's a lot more weight on your shoulders because you're, you kind of have access to all the budgets and it's up to you to make this project good. And you want the people who are going to be looking at it and the people who are supporting it to think it's a good project. Right. And if you're hard on yourself as a skier, which I think you kind of have to be to become a good skier, I'm naturally hard on myself and I want to step up my game every year. So I felt a lot of pressure on my shoulders to perform, you know, and uh, that kind of gets in your way a lot of the time. And yeah. I was feeling that a little bit this well, there's year. There's a lot of other things that are going on. Yeah. You're, you're planning all the trips, the locations you're going to, you're taking the risks being like, okay, I think it's going to be good here. We're going to book our Airbnbs and yeah. book our flights. And then you get there and maybe it's not good. And you just kind of have to deal with that, work with what you have or move and go somewhere else. Right. So, and then you have to ski. Yeah, and then you have to <laughs> <laughs> you have to get the shots. It's yeah. not like you do all that, and Someone's then you're like, ski all right, Andrew, go ahead and uh, do something sick. I'm gonna, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. Totally. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so when you're in charge of, when you're, like, dealing with all the logistics as well as performing as right. a skier, it, it just adds a whole other level. So it adds a little stress. I was ready for it, I think, so it was a really good learning experience. Um, but, yeah, in the future... I think what's so cool about the about making ski movies is working with a crew. And yeah. So I'd say that's that's the most special aspect of it is working with a crew together to make a movie. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you guys are already pretty familiar, comfortable with each other and you're kind of traveling together and everyone's like kind of grown down. You're like, this is this has got to be like these are like these moments that like they don't ever get back. You know, you're like, this is like yeah. we're making something special. We're, we're cooking some, up something special. That's got to feel pretty cool. Totally. And even if you're not friends with each other before the trip, well, yeah, like it's an it amazing starts. way to right. bond. Right. Yeah. You know, you bond with someone so fast when you're in those environments because mm-hmm. it can be, you know, stressful or traumatic. You're seeing people at their best and at their worst. Yeah. And when you see that, you really get to know someone so quick. Yeah. That, yeah. and then you get to ride the hype of someone else, like, maybe having a day. Like, you know, when it's just totally. you, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. okay, like, I think, or whoever's filming you is like, dude, you crush it. You're like, okay, cool. But then you're like, it's over. Did I? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, you yeah. know, like, did I? For okay. Sure. Like, are you sure? But like, you know, if you're with a crew, right, you see someone else go and go and then, and then you're like, shit, dude, yeah. Yeah. I got to, I, okay. Like this, this yeah. is the kind of day we're having. Yeah. yeah. It's got a totally different, totally different kind of mindset. Feed off it the is. energy. Yeah. yeah, totally. When you're with the crew and say you've been like throwing down every day, putting a lot of effort in, taking a lot of slams, you're going to be wicked sore and worn out one of these days. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have a crew because you can just put on for one of your homies, help them build the jump, help them find the feature, right. double them up on your snowmobile, you know, and you can, you're out there still, but you're sort of taking a day off and beating yourself up. Yeah. But if it's but just, they, but they need you to do what you're doing, which is awesome. Yeah. But if you're, it's just two of you and you're doing a solo project, it's different because maybe you're super beat one day, but conditions are good. You can't just chill at your spot. You've got to right. go out. Yeah. And so you're kind of just keeping your energy level low all the time instead of taking the time to relax and recuperate right so that's hard too super maybe you're not in the right mindset but you're like oh i gotta go ski and i gotta ski good or or if that day just happens to have like awesome conditions and like but but you're kind of beat up and a little bit down you're like shit yeah yeah it's tough yeah i'm sure it's a weird thing to complain about though too oh yeah no it just it just (laughs) dynamics you know yeah it just it changes how how the the whole the whole thing comes together you know yeah yeah for For sure it varies a lot but like say just the Japan part of the trip, like how long was a typical day of skiing? Mm, yeah, we were having pretty long days. It's cool in Japan because 
we were doing mostly side country stuff. So you yeah. can ride a chairlift up from a resort and then you're, you're skinning or touring out from the top of the chairlift out into the side country. And then you're doing laps out there all day. So you can't even start until the chairlifts start running, which right. is like 8.30 or 9 o'clock, which is kind of late. Like if we're going on a sled trip, a sled day, we're starting a bit earlier, maybe ending the day a bit earlier because you need to give yourself a buffer window to get out of the back country right. before the sun goes down. But when you're in the Japan side country and you can ski back to your Airbnb at the end of the day because you're right there at the ski resort already, you can have a pretty long day. And then we're starting at 9 a.m. So riding the chair up at 9, touring out, you're not really getting to the top of your zone until maybe 10 at the earliest. And then you're starting your day and you're getting done at sunset. So around 5.30 or 6. Oh, wow. Heading back to pretty the long spot. Day. That's a long day. You have day. just long enough day. time pretty much to get dinner and try to go to sleep by... 9 30 or 10 yeah. and you wake up and do it again so and, it's, and, it's and like your whole day feels like a ski day every day yeah it doesn't feel like any free time really <laughs> but that's can, why you're there you can so. ski for the most part back like in japan like there's a way to usually get back to where you're staying uh depends or, or on it depends like on where you're staying. situation depends on where you're staying but yeah on the main island that's kind of how it is yeah you can you can pretty much ski back to where you're staying or at least ski back within a mile or two in either direction and then take a bus Got it. Or okay. just walk along the road, which we do a lot of that. Are too. there anyone else out there or is it just is it just you guys? Um, depends on the zone you're at. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes there's other crews out there and you'll kind of be in different pockets in the similar zone. Sometimes you have it to yourself. Kind of depends on how far you venture out. Interesting. Yep. Is the, the terrain different in the North Island? Um, a little bit. Hokkaido? Yeah. 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 It's a little bit different. Everything's a little bit more spread out on Hokkaido on the North Island kind of need a rental car there and you're driving around to these different backcountry yeah. zones and on the on the main island um i think there's bigger mountains there and they're a little bit more condensed it's nice to have a rental car but there's so many there's so many more ski areas there so you can access the side country a little easier from a resort yeah. instead of having to drive somewhere road i know it's like kakuba right is one of the biggest ones on the main island or something yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a real popular area sick yeah, the terrain is slightly different though, but not so different. It's still relatively close. Yeah. For the, for the tour here, or really wherever you guys are going for for, for the video tour, um, movie tour, whatever you want to call it, how did you guys decide, or how does level one decide the order of operations of of the showing of the movies? How does that go? Yeah, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Well, we kind of mix it up based on what we think the crowd will be like, okay. and they have some good info there because they've done a lot of these shows in the past in these same cities. So based on what they think the crowd will be like and how many tickets are sold, they'll mix up the movies depending on what they think and also how the crowds have been reacting to the movies at the previous events. Okay. You know, they try to kind of keep people engaged. Yeah. So maybe you'll start with a slower one and then the second one will be a banger and then you'll have another slower one. And then not to say they're not all bangers, no, but yeah, they all just, have just a different, different energy tempo. levels. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of mixing up the tempo is like if you have two or three mellow movies and like four high tempo movies you're not going to stack all the four high tempos together right it just depends on the prod the project really and then past experiences with the crowds in those cities kind of mix them up a little Sweet. but they've generally remained in the same order so far okay yeah i've always been curious about that every time there's like a bunch of movies that play i'm like yeah, who's, yeah, draw, who's draw, picking? Draw. Yeah, <laughs> who's who's that cleanup tonight? Yeah. Right <laughs> it's fun to be with the crew and be talking about that going to the premiere. Like, how are you guys going to play it this time? And we'll kind of discuss maybe how we're going to do it. Yeah. And then to see how the crowd reacts that night. Yeah. And you're looking at your buddy like, well, we were wrong. Or <laughs> yeah. We were or like, wrong. yo, we nailed it. That's sick. <laughs> yeah, it's That's pretty super fun. Cool. It's super fun to be a part of it. 
Yeah. Um, one thing that that I, I want to ask because I, I I like asking you know professional athletes, um, your professional skier, is that like, did you always want to do the discipline? Like, did you always want to be a skier? Did you always want to do what you're doing now? I mean, because when we're kids, everyone's kind of doing different things, like, and mm-hmm. you, and either kind of fell into it, or you're like, maybe, hey, maybe I'm I'm actually kind of good at this. Maybe I should keep going. Or is it always something that you're like, no, fuck it, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be professional skier. Um, when I was a kid, like young, young, I grew up in this cool place where I was kind of just running around the woods with my friends. Okay. And I wanted to be Robin Hood. That's what I wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then as I got so, older, <laughs> do you have a little John? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that was my little brother. <laughs> Hell yeah. His name's actually John, so it worked out perfectly. <laughs> he was small. Uh, as I got um, older, I wanted to be a secret agent. Hell yeah. Yeah, be some CIA? sort of spy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't know any of the organizations at yeah. that point, but I read some books when I was a kid, so I wanted to do something like that. And then once I was like 12, 13, and I started reading ski magazines, yeah. me and my buddy would for some reason we even had like a small allowances so we could buy the magazines but just for fun we would steal them from the local grocery store yeah, yeah. that's free what they're there for yeah. yeah it says free yeah. on it so <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're like what's the big deal we're like the only two kids in the whole <laughs> yeah. town taking the magazines they probably know who the only kids is. are they're reading them like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway once i started like seeing those magazines and and my friends started doing tricks on skis and we kind of figured out what twin tips were from that point on, I wanted to be a professional skier. Yeah, it was kind of like, it, like it clicked. And I was like, this is what I want to do for sure. Nice. Yeah. So the pursuit started probably at 13 where okay. I was like, this is what I want to do. And then all my friends, you know, you're all pushing each other. You're growing up. Maybe you have a local rail jam that comes to town. And then the, the competitiveness between your homies really grows. Yeah. And that was kind of the first time where I started to see like, okay, this is really cool because I was pretty competitive. I played other sports like um, soccer and baseball a little bit when I was younger. And so being able to have that competitive spirit in a sport I loved as much as skiing just like hooked me. Yeah. I was in. Yeah. And then once Especially I got as, as a competitive, the, the competitive spirit as a solo contributor versus the competitive spirit at the team. Right. Like, it, yeah, it, it, totally. It's, it's kind of different once you it make is the different. switch. Yeah, it's different. It feels like more competitive. You have the team mindset of like, hey, like, but it's just you. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And you're against your homies who you're already competitive with in a friendly way right. on the hill. You yeah. know, you're pushing each other to like learn your first backflips or your first K-Fed. So once I think K-fed. I had won my first rail jam, which maybe I was 13, that's when I was like, oh, and I got a free pair of skis or something yeah. from it. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep doing this. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, this is what I want to do. This is it. Yeah. Sick. So yeah, stuck with it since then. Awesome, and it's man. been, you know, it's a roller coaster. You have yeah. like other opportunities that come up or you're not making money in skiing. It's definitely a, a pursuit that's not easy to chase it. Yeah. You got to really stick with it. Perseverance pays off in the end, though. And that's what I've been sticking to. Yeah. yeah. Like like everything else. You got to love like it. Everything mm-hmm. else. You got to love it. Oh, Yo, yeah. You got to yeah. be in it for the love, too. Yeah. For sure. You can't like switch down the road. Start it because you love it and then change your view on it and be doing it for some other reason and expect it to work the same. Yeah. Right. You get burnt out that way quick. It's very true. All of a sudden, you're like, "Yeah, maybe I want to make a lot of money doing this," but maybe I'm thinking wrong. Maybe you can make a lot of money doing it. I haven't figured out the way yet. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep grinding, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like Robin Hood, dude. Yeah, like Robin Hood. He wasn't in it for the money. Like Robin, until he was. Until he was, and well. until he met Lady Marion. He's <laughs> like, "Yo, I gotta get some cheddar, dude." <laughs> maybe I she, she's make... not gonna go for this whole tree house situation. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but he gave back, didn't he? I don't know. Thing? Kevin Costner had a pretty balling situation. He did have a pretty good setup. There yeah. in the trees. Yeah. yeah, he had a good setup. Yep. <laughs> I watched that recently. It, that Dude, Prince of Thieves, fucking banging movie, dude. <laughs> you ever seen Men in Tights? Of course. Yeah, I've seen Men in Tights. Oh, yeah. Of course, dude. <laughs> I was watched that movie way too many times. <laughs> I probably learned way too many things at such a young age because of that movie. Sure you, did. <laughs> you didn't realize until later on, you're like, oh, that's why I'm so. Yeah. <laughs> you can't blame it all on men in tights, no. though. Um, no, but a lot of it. <laughs> um, okay, so tonight in Boston, um, you have a premiere, and then it's to mm-hmm. Burlington, and then what's after Burlington? What's what's the schedule? Burlington is the final stop. Okay. Yeah. Wow. We're, we're playing the movie IF3 in Whistler. I'm not sure if I'm going to be there for that or not yet, but that's kind of under its own thing. Okay. The whole IF3 thing. Yep, Burlington is our is our final level one tour stop. That's tomorrow, and then I'm gonna go home and rest for a little bit because <laughs> I've been on the road. Dude, you've been on the road for three man. weeks like crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm sure Ducky misses you, bro. She does. Yeah, for sure she does. Yeah, so I'm going home to get Duck Duck, and then I get a few days to chill. And I'm actually driving to L.A. to meet a friend, and we're doing a big big bike packing trip. Sweet, oh, sick. Yeah. So nice. Gotta keep the fitness up. Keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> Boston, Burlington, Whistler potentially. Chill. I like it. Yeah. Like LA. It. Um, boys, you got anything else for Jonah while he's here before he heads to Somerville? Uh, what was your first pair of uh, twin tips that you skied on? Uh, they were the the Line Invaders, the Nacho Yeah, Weber. bro. Wow. I had those two. Little <laughs> pink, old yellow, yeah, pink, yeah. and blue. You know Hell yeah, bro. Had those. Yeah. I had of course those. you had those. Yeah, those were yeah. my first ones. I, yeah. was so, I was so hyped. My those dad and my grandpa pooled their money and bought them for me for one of my birthdays. I think my 13th birthday. Sick. That's awesome. Probably. Yeah. yeah those things were one of the sickest skis, dude. They were so sick. I should yeah. actually still have them <laughs> in my parents' Do you, garage. Do you really? Do you yeah. yeah. That's cool. Oh, dude. They're small, right? Maybe like 163. I remember mine were 161s. Maybe mine were 161s, too. probably were. Yeah. I just yeah. wasn't as good as you, so. <laughs> dude, I wasn't good then either, man. That's for sure. But I was learning. I learned it all on the skis. Yeah. I skied those till they were way too small for me, too. Yeah, I did, too. <laughs> I skied on those until I won my first rail team and got yeah. another pair of skis, which was the Solomon Threat. Remember those? Nope. That was my yeah. next pair. Did you win those from the rail jam? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. That's sick. Yep. Yep. That's how it starts. Yeah. Three pair of skis. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I started. Same yeah. thing. Working at a ski shop. Someone gives you a free <laughs> yeah. pair of skis. You're like, I guess I'm I can, in, I dude. Keep doing this. I can do this. <laughs> this is cool. Keep handing me skis. I'll yeah, stay yeah, here as long as you want. This. <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. get out jackets here too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this this Nike bomber isn't cutting it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Bob, Bob special. I got to get rid of this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to think back on how nostalgic the twin tip skis were back then. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, dude. dude. Ski shop. I mean, if you, if you worked at a ski shop, you probably remember. But like. You had like a section of your wall that was like twin tips. Yep. You know, oh, like yeah. that was like where oh, the yeah. twin tip, that's like where the, the bad boy zone was. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. The bad yeah. boy zone. And you're like, oh, here's all the other skis. And like, oh, this is our twin tip section. <laughs> the ski, ski shops would have like a, like a red like light on it or right. something like that. You know, <laughs> there's like a boom box next to it. You're yeah. like, yeah, dude, that's where I'm going to be. <laughs> so oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. It was, it was the coolest thing in the it was whole the cool, world. It was the cool guy zone, dude. Full tilt boots. The coolest thing ever. Hell yeah. Awesome. All yeah. right, Jonah, dude. Thank you very much for being here. This is awesome, and uh, I'm stoked. I'm I'm stoked that you're you're in Boston. You haven't really been here. I, unfortunately, you can't really stay very long. But yeah, I wish you could next it, time. Next time, but going home, getting some rest sounds pretty good too. Yeah, true. Well, thanks a bunch for having me, you guys. Appreciate oh yeah, bro. It. Stoked yeah, to be yeah, here checking out the shop in Boston. Cool to see the ski ski scenes alive and well here. 
Hell yeah, dude. Thriving. Yeah. Thriving, Thriving, bro. Thriving, bro. <laughs> Love it. All right. Peace, y'all. Cheers.